0: And I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. (laughs) And you're listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. And Paul has a topic he wants to talk about tonight. So I decided
1: that it would be a good idea to talk about, since everyone is going through troubles right now with the coronavirus, hitting the world as bad as it is, that we could use a little light in the dark. And I want to talk about some of the things that we can focus our attention on that might be a little bit more uplifting than the bad news about the coronavirus that we get fed.
0: Mm -hmm. And I know that for me, just having this change in the world is, with everything kind of unknown and a lot of things up in the air, it helps to have something that we can kind of look forward to and explore and really celebrate life, even in the times of crisis and troubles. And one of the things I've discovered is that I can take actions as I can, but to sit and worry about things, it's an energy drainer and it drains our energy. It leaves us feeling kind of worried and distressed. And so I want to return like our last show and talk a little bit more about things we can do to really Live our lives fully and completely, and celebrate the good things, and be grateful for the good things we have.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I think one of the reasons that I wanted to do the show on this topic tonight is because I've been doing actually pretty well with all of this. I mean, I I watch the news and. I'm worried just like everyone else is about what the long-term effects of this might be and things like that. But I've also seen a lot of really good things that are happening in the world right now. I've seen a lot of examples of people reaching out to each other to to help out in this time of crisis from, you know, doing live DJ sets on on Zoom or, uh, you know, people reading books to children over the Internet. Uh, our local zoo has a thing where every day this month they're having their uh, zoologists talk about different animals at the zoo and doing live casting from there. I've got a good friend of mine right now who works for a local makerspace in Houston who was asked by the mayor's office to produce a lot of face shields and face masks and Tyvek suits and PPE for different hospitals and clinics throughout our region. So there's a lot of good work that a lot of people are doing. And I'm really seeing this communal effort where people aren't waiting for the government, where they're making the changes they want to see in the world and taking it upon themselves to do really good things in the world. And I think that it's important in times of crisis to take a look at some of the more positive things that come out of it.
0: Yeah, and I know for me it's like, We can look at the negative and feel like things are falling apart, and we certainly can't count on the national government at this point (laughs) with the administration just kind of, who knows what their thoughts are, but they certainly aren't a big help. (laughs) At least here in the
1: U.S. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I do think that worldwide efforts are being made and things are slowly settling down, I think. We're kind of hunkered into our homes. And and I know that for me, doing my morning affirmations has been a big help. I mean, pleasuring my body and feeling good and raising those good feelings within and producing those good, happy chemicals (laughs) in the brain and body really helps balance out the trauma and the crisis that's out there. And I I recognize it. I don't deny it. But I also know there's not a lot of actions I can take from my home other than to reach out to people and create a space on Facebook for community support. And if you want to join us on our community support, Facebook page. We have a link of it on our website at ravenslayerleather.com. And it's a space for us to think of new ideas, creative ways to connect and resolve problems. And I think that's part of what I'm seeing in the world today is a lot of people really thinking outside the box and coming up with new ideas on how we can maintain the physical isolation while preserving connection over the Internet.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I've been really grateful for in during this crisis is that it ha- has happened in this period in time where we have a resource like the internet that makes it so much easier to stay in contact with the people we care about and love. I know that that's one of the things that's been keeping a lot of people kind of sane and keeping them from, you know, climbing up their walls and things like that going stir crazy is the ability to reach out and connect with people. I know that another thing that has been important for me is in my training with you, I've been we've been focusing a lot on doing different kinds of energy work and using our sex energy and energy through ritual to send healing energy into the world and to send the positive light out into the world for those who are hurting and struggling. I remember I was talking with a friend who was worried about everything that's going on right now, and they were talking about how they were afraid of everything, and they wish they could just figure out a way to make all of the fear go away. And I... Told them that fear is a valid response to what's going on right now, and that courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is being able to do the right thing despite your fear, and I think that's really important.
0: Uh huh. And one of the things that's I find is important is to acknowledge the fear, and then give it a little time, feel the emotion, and then let it go and move on to other things. And one of the things that has come up, I've seen online in a few places, is people kind of stuck away from their partners. And I would like to say that solo sex can be an amazing thing. And, in the, and even cyber sex with your partner online. So take some time to really get into your own sexuality. Spend some time getting to know your body and how it responds. Take some time with making love to yourself if you're on your own or with your partner and explore and really look at new ways of pleasuring each other. Get creative and look at new and different ways to pamper yourself. I mean, this is the time for extreme (laughs) self-care. I'll turn it back. I think that
1: because right now I'm going through uh, not being able to, to be with my partner right now. And... One of the things we've worked on a little bit is exploring some of our fantasies and writing back and forth. And it this is a great opportunity if you are able to connect with your partner over the internet but aren't there with them physically to explore your fantasies and fantasies that you haven't really explored together before and might even feel a little awkward about exploring if y'all were in the same room. Sometimes having the buffer of not being face to face can give you some opportunities to maybe probe a little bit deeper into the, the waters of fantasy and see what you find there. You might be really surprised what you find.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And one of the things, I've been studying sexology and sex coaching, and one of the things that was in the early trainings was the Kinsey Report and some of the work Kinsey did. And one of his mottos or attitudes was that assume that the person you're talking to, the stranger you're talking to, has tried anything and everything sexual, or at least fantasized about it, even some of the darker things. And that's part of our human nature. And what he found through his research was that a lot of people have many different fantasies, and to have fantasies is okay. Okay even some of the darker ones, (laughs) to have fantasies about making love with a group or having an orgy or having fantasies of all kinds of BDSM play or fantasies about things you haven't tried out before. can be very exciting and spice up the love life. Mm -hmm.
1: One of the things I'm also seeing a lot online right now is I'm seeing a lot of my friends rekindle passions that they used to have that they either ran out of time for or just hadn't had as much of a chance to do. I've seen a lot of people getting back into their art or their craft or writing or any number of things. And I think that right now during social isolation is a perfect time to explore some of those things or even something that you've always been interested in but never really quite gotten the 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 gall to actually try out this is a perfect time to start working on some of those things if you have a project you gave up on years ago it might be time to pull it down from the top of the closet and dust it off and look at it with fresh eyes.
0: And I, well, both me and Paul are looking at trying out some new things, and I've been having him study on how to be a good dominant. Mm-hmm. And when you want to try something physically, whether with yourself or with a partner, learn how to do it safely, mm-hmm. first and for- foremost. But also, it can be an exciting time to kind of stretch new muscles and try out new things and see where it takes you. I know Paul's getting very excited about our coming training session, and he has really been going all out to study and learn. Mm-hmm. And I'll let him talk a little bit about it. So I've
1: known for a long time that I want to get into the, the more dominant side of BDSM. But both and Gigi had decided a long time ago to wait until the timing was right. And the timing is right right now. And so I've been reading up on Gigi's book about getting into the dominant headspace and some of the, the different forms of play that I plan on doing. And we also recently got done doing a training on anal sex and anal pleasure and things like that with me as the top instead of the receiving end and I studied all about that and all of the the different anatomy and it's been really really good for me and last night me and Gigi filled out a BDSM interest evaluation and having that conversation with Gigi gave me all kinds of juicy ideas of how how I want to set up the scene and what kinds of things that I would like to do and so it's been really, really good for me.
0: The BDSM interest evaluation is a great tool to use to work with your sub, find out where their interests are, their their fears, their likes and dislikes and it kind of gives you a roadmap as the dominant to follow through and play out scenes and create imaginative scenes. And I've also been having Paul read on how to work on the psychological side of being a dom, how to be commanding and how to get in touch with being in charge. And these are very powerful tools that can help out. Mm -hmm. Whether you're doing BDSM or... Anal play, learning the anatomy is important, mm-hmm. and how to stimulate. And I'd like to ask, what are some of the things you've learned recently? So
1: getting in the the right headspace is has a lot to do with knowing your role as a dom and knowing how to be assertive and... Knowing what you want out of a scene and what you want to give your sub in a scene, it's really, really powerful. And it's one of those things where it seems like it would be an easy switch to flip, but it's really not. And I think that going through and reading about it now, especially since... I'm used to being a sub to Gigi. I think that adds a a layer of complexity. So having time to read through all of this, and I'll probably reread the sections a couple of times before we do our scene, is really important for me. And like I've already incorporated part of my daily erotic meditation to starting to get myself into that mindset and into that headset and I I think that it's going to to pay off really well
0: and I know that before Mm -hmm. we did the anal play Mm -hmm. you were I had you read and learn about the anatomy and Mm -hmm. how to stimulate and warm up Mm -hmm. the anal area and Mm I remember you commented after the scene that, yeah, after reading all that and then performing it, it was a world of difference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you like to talk about some of the things you experienced from her training Mm -hmm. session?
1: I read about it, and like a lot of this stuff is kind of review, because Gigi talks about this kind of stuff all day, every day. So a lot of it was review but it's one thing to logically understand something and it's another thing entirely to to do it and one of the things that I really got out of the two sessions that I did topping with with anal play is that I could tell that I was doing a really good job and when I first started there were some pieces of constructive criticism that Gigi gave me. But as I went on, I could feel what I was doing a lot better and understand it and really in in the core of me understand it rather than just having all of this book knowledge in my head. And I think that it was important to do that before I did a, a full session with him, because having had that success, that feeling of success under my belt, makes me a lot more confident in my ability to to be able to get this stuff right.
0: Mm -hmm. Can you uh, kind of describe the session a little bit, Mm -hmm. and what it felt like going through the different steps?
1: Uh, Yeah, so... We started off, and I started off with erotic touch, like I start most of our sessions, and just warming up the body. And with anal play, it's important to focus on massaging around the anus and rubbing where the sacrum is and then rubbing where the perineum is and getting all of that really worked up and then i rimmed you for a little while until you were squirming and seemed to be having a really good time and then the first time i just went in with my fingers and in anal play there's two for uh when you're performing on someone who was born with a with a penis there's really two main spots internally that you want to stimulate. There's the prostate, which is two to three inches in uh, with your finger faced upwards towards the perineum. So as I started to, to probe, you don't want to just push it in. Uh, you let them kind of relax, and a lot of times Gigi will either have me or he'll do a thing where he'll do a push and push out and then relax and then squeeze on the PC muscles to draw in and then push out and then relax and then squeeze and push and relax and that is important because you have two sphincters that you have to get past to insert into someone's anus and the The most outer sphincter is one that you have control over. That's the one that you can feel yourself opening and closing. But there's one right behind that that is not in your physical control. That one's an automatic muscle. So you have to trick that sphincter into relaxing. But if you go with it slowly and probe a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper as they're Squeezing and pushing and relaxing. You do most of the push in during the relax. And then with the squeeze, they pull you in a little bit. And then when they push out, it, it will actually help open up that sphincter and you'll feel them push around your finger. And so, got my finger inside. And with that spot where the prostate is, there... It's like I said, it's about two to three inches in and you start pushing up towards perineum and you'll feel kind of this fleshy mass and like you can feel it as you rub it a little bit. It's important to kind of do circles around it rather than direct stimulation on the, process, uh, on the prostate uh, to begin with. To get it warmed up and opened up and and ready for for more intense pleasure, and then you know I did circles for a little while, and then I started rubbing up against it, and by this point Gigi was already having a very very good time and squirming all over, and so I did that for a long while, and then after i got him good and worked up that way then you rotate your wrist 180 degrees so that your if you bend your finger it's bending bending down towards the tailbone the sacrum and right along there is where the pubococcygeus muscle the pc muscle attaches and you can stimulate that area. And that uh, for that one, uh, it works on both men and women because uh, both men and women have the attachment for their PC muscle right there. But then you start, you do basically the same thing with that one where you kind of massage in circles around it for a little while until it gets nice and woken up. And then you can stimulating it a little bit more directly. And as, as with all things in sex, it's important to pay attention to your partner and how they are responding. I know with Gigi, I had to be really, really careful not to make him come too quick. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I'd have to slow down a little bit. He was getting too close to to orgasm while I was directly stimulating. I might have to start doing circles again and lift up a little bit to not put so much pressure on wherever the hot spot that I was touching at the time was. So I, I went back and forth between those two spots for quite a while until he was having a really good time, and then I made sure he was okay with having a second finger in and that went on for a long while and eventually he couldn't hold back anymore and just had to come so that was the end of our first scene and then later in the week we had a second scene because I hadn't gotten to use any toys with him and when I did the second scene, you know, it started off very much the same way. And I explored with my fingers at, at first and got those nice hot hot spots warmed up and really ready because we were using a couple of different toys. We were using one that was silicone and one that was glass. If If you're using silicone toys, you want to be... sure not to use silicon lube. Uh, You want to use a water-based lube for that. So we started off with the water-based lube, and honestly, it was a little bit different using the water-based because I I had used the silicon-based the first time. So it's interesting just learning how different things feel and uh, experimenting and playing around. And then when I finally got ready to start using the toy, I knew the right spots to stimulate. But when you're using a toy, you don't have the tactile response of your finger to tell you that you're in the right place. So you have to go more on kind of knowing where things are and also gauging your reaction on how how your sub is reacting at the time. And at first it felt a little weird because I couldn't feel it, but then I realized I was absolutely doing what I was supposed to do because Gigi was responding in all the right ways. And it's, it's really interesting when you're using a toy because when you... Move it on the outside, the The tip of it is going to move a lot more. So to kind of get some of the, the finer points of directly stimulating the spots, you have to be a little more careful about where you are and what you're doing. Pay attention to your sub and see how they're responding and keep an open communication and open dialogue the whole time and then after that we we swapped toys and went to the glass one and that one because it's a lot more rigid it it didn't take a, as much with that one to to really get him going and you you want to be careful to not over overstimulate or you know You've got to be careful with toys because you can cause damage if you're not careful. But that shouldn't scare you away from using them. Just be careful as you do.
0: You'll feel pain before you feel damage. Mm -hmm. And when you feel the pain, just let your partner know, go a little gentler. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to say for women, Mm -hmm. there is a good spot for women. And that's the... go a little deeper and stimulate the uterus. The uterus is along the rectal wall as well. And women can have uteral orgasms, which are very intense from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And I've given women that type mm-hmm. of orgasm through anal play, and it's a, kind of the third type of orgasm for women. Women can have the G-spot orgasm, or the clitoral orgasm, Mm -hmm. or the uterine orgasm. Mm -hmm. And the uterine is kind of a a little bit of a combination of both. It's a very amazing. I mean, often women will squirt Mm -hmm. (laughs) from uterine stimulation and have just a very profound experience. And I think the other thing I like about anal sex is anal sex is a pathway to the emotions. Mm -hmm. When you get into anal sex, it just opens the door to these amazing emotional experiences and connection. So anything you'd like to add before we do our station break?
1: For me, it was... It was really interesting because, like I said, I was, I I wouldn't say concerned, but I like to, anything I do, I want to do it right and I want to do it well. And so it was really powerful to me when I was able to take all of these things that I had experienced myself and also read about. When I was able to go from that to being able to give that experience to someone else, that meant a lot to me and was really powerful.
0: Part of why I wanted to bring this up is that these are new things that I've brought to Paul and to myself because I've been more in the dominant role in being a bottom in my next training will be as a sub. I'm a switch, so I like going both ways Mm -hmm. with everything. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. This was a good time to explore new territory and bring about some not only academic learning but also experiential learning. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole different thing when you can get your hands in there and, Mm -hmm. and really feel around and and at one point, I even had Paul not just try to stimulate me, but also feel around and explore inside me. And I feel that the rectum is kind of a sacred space. It's mm-hmm. a space that's very personal and very connecting and, mm-hmm. and very intimate. And so it can bring your connection with your partner or even yourself through self-exploration to a very deeper level of knowing your body and knowing your partner's body and and bringing about a whole different kind of orgasm. It's a more emotional type orgasm. Mm -hmm. And there are so many different types. But we'll come back to this after our station break. I do want to remind people to check out our website, ravenslayerleather.com. And we have trainings. We have a link to our Patreon page if you want to help this show out financially. You can give a dollar a month or whatever amount works for you. But it would be helpful to get a little bit of cash coming in so that we can upgrade our equipment and create better shows in the future. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to this station break before we move on?
1: I would also like to remind people, as we mentioned earlier, you can find a link to Family of Choice Virtual Community on on Facebook, and there's a link for it on the site. And also on the site, there's a list of different resources that are available to people who might be going through mental trauma right now or might need help figuring out how to make ends meet and things like that. So we have a a whole long list of resources that uh, might be helpful for you. So I hope that you all take the time and check that stuff out.
0: So back to our topic, light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this show is a light for you to kind of tune into and find a better way to meet this crisis than just kind of being alone and worried and consumed by the little squirrel cage in the brain running all all day and all night. (laughs) If that is happening, we do have some tips on the Facebook page community, and we have support where you can talk about what's going on and get other people's support and suggestions and ideas to help meet this challenge and turn this into not a being a victim but change the role from victim to survivor to eventually thriver <laughs> mm-hmm. in this process, and really get into meeting everything you need to bring out the joy and happiness in life, not to s- diminish the seriousness of all this, but we need that balance, mm-hmm. and I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. So, what did you have anything else you want to say on the community that's going on that you've observed?
1: I actually wanted to shift topics for a second. Um, because I think that this is another good opportunity. You might find yourself in a situation like me, where I was never really sure what my place in the world was before i started training under you as i've told you several times i i didn't really i couldn't really think of you know more than one month in the future cuz i was just kind of going through the motions of life and just taking each day as it came to me but i've found that this, this crisis has given me a chance to kind of reflect on what I want to do in the world and how I want to help and how I feel that I can be useful not just in this crisis but in the world. And I'm already doing things right now. like I'm, I'm hoping to partner with my, my friend, who's making all of the the medical gear, he said he might even be able to get me a job, which would be awesome. But, you know, whether I'm able to get a paying gig there or not, I plan on volunteering there as much as I can. And I know that I want to take a more active role in helping out my friends, I know that I've been spending a lot more time reaching out to people who are are scared right now, who feel like they're going through this alone, who some of them don't have the best family lives and are stuck with their parents right now. I've and I've I've seen how much that has helped the people that I've been interacting with so I think that this is a very good opportunity for people if you find yourself twisting in the wind a little bit in the world and this might be a good opportunity to really take some time to self examine and see what it is that might be your true calling in the world.
0: And I think this is a good time for inner reflection and exploring and discovering your passions. I know a lot of people work in jobs just for a paycheck and they put up with a lot and have to do what they have to do. Or you can start discovering your passions. And one of the things I'm doing right now is i um, learning sex coaching. I'm just about finished with my program and training, and I should be getting certified within the next two or three months. And I know that my passion is working with people on, and helping them develop a better sex life and creating a space and being the the container and being the person that can be a safe space, a space that is totally confidential to talk about sex and set new sexual goals and Mm -hmm. where do I want to go in my life. Mm -hmm. And whether you get into the sexual goals or discover through meditation and reflection what one of your passions is. I know Paul's passion is in doing some work with the current crisis and being there to help others. And I know I have a social work background, and at one point, one of my passions was to help people live a better life. And so discover what your passion is. It could be any number of things. I know Paul is also very much into math, Mm-hmm. I'm into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I have many passions, but finding a passion that I could do as my job, it, it all, all of a sudden it's no longer a job I'm going to. It's something I enjoy doing. And, and while I'm not getting paid as a student, in time it's going to turn into a job that I can make money and really fulfill my life purpose and my life passion. Mm -hmm. So it can be a very positive thing to get into, and especially for people that have been put out of work Mm -hmm. temporarily. This may be a good opportunity to explore Mm -hmm. new creative ways to develop your passion and bring it online and teach people your skill. Your knowledge. To be an expert, you just have to know about 20 or 30% more than other people in mm-hmm. a given area. You don't have to know everything, you can learn more as you go along. Mm-hmm. But if you can teach people what you know, that 20 or 30% more, that can open new doors and it can be a lucrative online business. Mm hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: That kind of got me thinking about a thing that I've seen people say online the last little while, and it's something that really does strike me as as very true, and that that's that sometimes a brilliant new beginning comes disguised as. A painful loss and I think that there are people that are going through painful losses right now and if you are if your job is afflicted by this or housing or any number of things that a lot of people are having to struggle with right now it might be a very very scary time but it could be the beginning of the next step in your life that you never would have been able to take if you you weren't forced to switch what you were doing in your life, so even if things are hard right now, remember they they won't stay this way forever.
0: Do check out our community. I have uploaded some files and some information and links to resources. Everything from helping out with rent or mortgage payments to people that are displaced from work, getting some a little bit of added income coming in to help out. And so we do have resources available on the community Facebook page, mm-hmm. the Family of Choice Virtual Community. Check us out. We do have resources listed, and it could be a big help at this time. But also take the time to explore and and turn this crisis around in your life and discover a new path perhaps or discover a new way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And come on the Facebook page and... We'll be happy to explore with you and bounce ideas off each other.
1: I think that for a lot of people, this has been kind of a roller coaster. I think that each day comes at us a little bit different. I know that I've been fairly upbeat and fairly positive, but I've also had my down days. And On my down days, I try to take take a step back and look at what is causing me to be down, if it is fear or if it is aggravation, if I've been reading too much of the news or anything like that, and trying to take stock of where I am inside. And I know that one of the things that has been... A great help for me is doing what I can to help out the people in my life that I can do from where I am right now and making plans for the future on how I can extend my reach and help out more people during these hard times. For you, it might be any number of things, but I think that finding Something that you can use as an anchoring spot, as a touchstone that makes you not feel powerless. That makes you feel like you are able to work through this, whether it's taking care of your family, uh, figuring out how to put food on the table, homeschooling your kids since they're not able to go to school, finding science projects to do with them. and Maybe it's time to go out and teach them how to change oil, you know? It could be any number of things, but I think that it's important to find your own personal anchor and touchstone that will help ground you and help you get through this hard time.
0: And I think it is a good idea. I do this myself. I kind of monitor how my mood is and my thought processes. And I like to keep a balance. Yeah, I still listen to the news, but I keep it at a very minimum part of my day. Mm -hmm. I want to keep informed on what's going on. And then I turn it off and move on to other things. You can take a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Do massage, whether on yourself. Massage those muscles that are kind of tense and holding some of that anxiety. Rub them out. And just take some time for self-care first. And then reach out to help others. Because we have to take care of ourselves. Recharge our own batteries so that we have the energy to put out to the world. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts for coming to the top of the hour?
1: I just want to share with people that, honestly, it, it's an honor to be able to, to do this show for y'all. And to if anything that I say or Gigi says can help you have a better sex life, come out of this a little bit more s- safe and stable and sane. Th- knowing that I have this opportunity to 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 give back to to the world means a lot to me and it it's a huge honor and I want to thank you all for giving me that honor.
0: I think for me it's like I love people. I'm a people person, and I love getting out. I'm somewhat of an extrovert, and I know it's hard on extroverts to be isolated in in our own homes. Yet we don't have to be disconnected from others. And I think we're learning new and different ways to reach out to one another and support one another and so do join the family of choice, virtual community. We are a community. We're here for each other. We're here to plan. We're here to support each other in the hard times and kind of explore some of the possibilities that may come up from all this. So oftentimes when you close one door, it opens new doors. And I think that's part of what this crisis has done. It's closed off some doors to us, but at that same moment, it's also opening up new potentials and new ways of viewing the world, of seeing the world, and of connecting with others. Not physically, but at least at an emotional and at a mental level. And so join us on the virtual community of choice. Be a part of the solution. Start refocusing, because I think focus is the key here. When you focus just on the negative, it can draw you in and everything looks like doom and gloom. But if you step back a little bit and say, okay, I know it's bad right now, but let's see the bigger picture. What other things are going on? What other things are possible potentials? You never know what might open up for you. (laughs) So, have a good night. Take good care of your bodies. Stimulate them. Feel good feelings. Balance out some of the crisis and the trauma, the tensions and the anxiety with self-love and self-care. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me and developing a sex positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show